Thanks for listening to this week's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. During your job search, you're likely polishing up on a variety of skills to add to your resume to make yourself more marketable. Whether it's a certification or a degree, we all know how important those skills can be in setting you apart from the crowd. While we tend to focus on the hard skills, many studies have shown that employers are missing the soft skills in today's job seekers. The term soft skill can be a bit ambiguous and sometimes we assume that we either have these skills or we don't. Today we're gonna discuss some of the important soft skills for job seekers, how to identify which ones you have and identifying areas for improvement. Sam McRimmon, an Orion recruiter, joins the show to discuss her perspective working with job seekers on a day-to-day basis and to give some advice for making sure you master this intangible part of your skill set. We'll discuss interview questions used to assess soft skills and how to showcase your soft skills on your resume and during an interview. If you have any questions about this interview or topics for a future podcast, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hey, Sam. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, Megan. How are you? I'm good. I know you're pretty tired. You got back from conference late last night, but I heard it was a pretty successful event from when we talked before. It was. We were uh, down in Atlanta. We had about 40 companies total at the event. And as of, you know, 6 p.m. when we were getting ready to leave Atlanta, we had multiple candidates that had received offers on the spot. Um, One was for a great candidate, Navy vet, who had received an offer for almost double what he was making previously. Um, So great conference, great event. You know, we're getting the rest of the feedback, but really expect, um, you know, a lot more offers and, you know, successful transitions for a lot of our candidates. That's so awesome. I love that story when you told me that he got the offer on the spot, because I'm sure that just is pretty rare. I mean, not only for a conference, but just in general, you really don't go into an interview expecting to get an offer on the spot. Yeah, he wasn't expecting it. We we didn't know that was going to happen. He just came downstairs so excited, very emotional, um, kind of a life-changing, you know, job offer for him. So we were all really excited. Yeah, very cool. Well, thanks for sharing. So if anybody who's listening has not been to conference, that's obviously a great testament to why you should Absolutely. go. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about um, soft skills and the importance of them. And maybe this candidate who got the offer on the spot had, you know, just incredible soft skills that were very apparent in the interview. And so that's what got him hired on the spot. So we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail. But before we get into it, can you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background, what you do here, just for anyone who has not heard you on the podcast before? Sure. I have uh, been here at Orion for a little over three years. I started out um, as a sales assistant supporting our account reps on the sales side of the house, Um, but pretty quickly switched over to the recruiting side. I have worked with military officers, technicians, four-year veterans, 30-year retired veterans, and everything in between um, for a variety of different types of roles. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for joining. I know you got back at like, what, what, 1.30 a.m. So I appreciate you still jumping on here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. So like I said, we're going to talk about soft skills. And what kind of brought this to my mind is something that um, would maybe be a good topic for the podcast was that I saw in a recent article that the CEO of LinkedIn, who, you know, surely makes tons of hiring decisions and sees everything from his own business to those that trust LinkedIn for their solutions and input on everything. But he said that the biggest skills that American employees lack are soft skills. And I know that um, we talk about soft skills a lot, especially with our employers. And we talk about 
you know, how military candidates possess the soft skills that they're seeking. Obviously, not every military candidate is someone who possesses soft skills. It's like nobody. I mean, you can't generalize groups like that, but we just see like, you know, overall that they are a group of candidates that do possess these soft skills. So I wanted to talk about that in a little bit more detail. Um, you know, he just mentioned that it was a very critical skill, especially communication was a big one. And that's something that I think you see on pretty much any job description is um, verbal communication, written communication. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, from your experience as a recruiter, is this something that you see on a day-to-day -day basis as you work with candidates? And can you give any examples of, you know, military candidates that you think do a great job with their soft skills or some that are lacking? Do you kind of agree that military candidates overall have like a better grip on soft skills than non-military candidates? Sure. I think a lot of times military veterans do have those soft skills that companies are looking for. Um, you know, for especially on the technician side, you know, companies want to hire veterans a lot of times for that technical skill set. Those, you know, tech schools that they went to, the training, the hands-on application they have, those are those hard skills. But then it's almost always followed up by, oh, but they also need to be a good communicator, and they also have to be a team player. They have to be able to adapt. They have to be good problem solvers. And those are those soft skills that military veterans tend to have. Um, you know, certainly depending on your MOS and your specific experience, maybe you have more than others because you've had to utilize them. But in general, veterans have those soft skills that it can be hard for a company to find just from the civilian population. Mm -hmm. And, you know, backtracking a little bit, I think everyone listening to this knows what soft skills are, but I do think that it's a little bit, the term is thrown around a lot. It's a little bit ambiguous, but I think really generally speaking, you could say that, you know, hard skills like your technical skills, if you are a coder or something like that, it's something that can be proven and measured, whereas soft skills are more intangible, a little bit more difficult to quantify too. And so that could include anything from analytical thinking, verbal and written communication, like I said, your leadership skills, but basically they're the skills that are going to help you build human connections, which in turn create opportunities for advancement and, you know, all those other good things that come for job seekers when you're trying to find a job, you want these things. So um, there is an, another article on military.com that's six, six soft skills that will get you hired. I thought this was a really good article and I wanted to talk through those with you, just really why they're important and then how candidates may have honed those skills in the military. So just looking at the list, um, communication skills, that's a big one. And obviously our military candidates most of them will have these communication skills. So can you talk a little bit more about this one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, having communication skills doesn't, it doesn't have to mean that, you know, you're this amazing writer and you write novels in your spare time. Um, but it does mean that you have to be able to express yourself well, whether that is written, whether it's in writing, giving a presentation, or really it's just about communicating with your team. So I think communication skills especially come into play when there's a problem. Um, being able to look at that problem and communicate to your colleagues, to your supervisor what's going on is one that's really important. And that absolutely in the military, I don't think I've ever talked to a veteran who didn't run into some type of issue at work um, where they needed to communicate that issue and solve it. Um, and it's all about how you communicate. Are you calm? Are you expressing yourself clearly? You know, and sometimes, you know, in the military, these issues are critical. You know, it, it can't wait. So being able to, you know, express yourself well is really important and typically something that a military veteran is going to have. 
Mm-hmm. And like you said, you're doing it in a mission-critical environment, so it is a lot different, and it kind of it sort of forces you into having these skills, even if it's not something that you inherently had before the military. Absolutely. And you touched on this one a little bit, but number two on the list is teamwork and collaboration. Obviously, teamwork is super important really in any job you have. You're going to be working cross-functionally with people on your own team or people in different departments, and you have to be able to work well with them. So can you talk a little bit about how that kind of comes into play from the military as well? Absolutely. I would say one of the biggest things we hear from our companies, from the hiring managers, you know, they give you those hard skills, the technical piece, the things you have to have. But when it comes to the soft skills, the teamwork piece is one of the top reasons that companies want to hire veterans. Um, It's kind of known whether you've been in the military, have any experience with the military, but that the military is a team. You know, your branch, everybody you work with, it's a team. Um, And employers want people that they they don't have to teach that to. You know, maybe they can teach you other parts of the job, but to teach somebody how to be a team player is pretty hard. When you come out of the military, you come from a very, like, team-oriented environment. So they want those candidates who can play well with others, you know, who can work as part of a team. You know, sometimes that means you're being a leader. Sometimes you're being a good follower and following directions. You are meeting your deadlines. You're working with others to to meet your goal. And that is something that I think kind of is uh, ingrained in you when you're in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Now, the third one on the list is adaptability. And I think this one's kind of – it would be kind of hard to communicate, at least like on your resume or in an interview, because it's – kind of with any of the soft skills, it's like, you know, how do you really prove it? But I know that this one is obviously very important. And it's another one that military candidates are really known for having this adaptable nature, because you're used to having to kind of make do with what you have and make the best of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like you said, that's something hard to put on your resume. But I think it's something you can work into an interview. Um, A lot of interviews are going to ask you, you know, tell me about a time when XYZ. And that's when you have to have those good examples over a time where you had to adapt to a situation where there was a problem, where you had to, you know, really, you know, make a snap decision and adapt to something. You know, the day wasn't going as planned, the job wasn't going as planned. So I think having those examples ready when you go into an interview is when you're really going to be able to show, you know, to the team, to the hiring manager that you are able to adapt in any situation. Mm-hmm. And kind of similar to adaptability is the next one on the list, which is problem solving. And um, this is one that, you know, a lot of times you'll be asked in an interview, tell me about a difficult situation or a problem that you faced and how did you solve it? So that's something that you are going to be asked about. So it's kind of going back to what you just said, you need to be prepared to talk about that in an interview. That's something that's hard to show on your resume as well. So in interviews, you're going to be asked, you know, for examples of stories and situations. We usually suggest using the STAR format, um, which is, you know, explain the situation, give the background, which is S for situation, T for task, where you describe the challenge, A for action, when you talk about your action, what you did, and then R is the results. So the results are how you solve the problem, and it's really important to kind of quantify that and give them an example, because I know if you were in the military, you absolutely solve problems, probably on a daily, if not hourly basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just being able to communicate that and being prepared to discuss it in an interview process, because I think a lot of times you might prepare for it, and then it goes out the window when you're actually sitting in the interview absolutely. and you can't <laughs> think about what it was that you were going to say. Especially um, for this one, I think, too, 
you know, everyone always says like, oh, we'll spin it positive for the interview. And I think sometimes like this one can be tricky for people because they don't want to come across as being negative or blaming other people. So I can see where this one would be a little bit tricky. Definitely. Yeah. It's just having those examples prepared before you head into the interview. Mm-hmm. And then the next one on the list is critical observation. So I think this is another one that um, kind of like adaptability would be sort of hard to I guess, kind of prove and um, articulate during the interview process. And so I think for the different interview questions they might ask, you know, they might say, um, I guess, really, like, how did you improve a different process or how did you identify pain points in a process? What do you think about this one? Yeah, I think this certainly applies a little bit more to leadership-focused roles. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing to be able to, you know, look at data and look at things that happened and examples of, you know, spreadsheets and things like that. But you have to be able to look at that info and interpret what it really means. What does that spreadsheet tell you? Um, and if you can think of an example of a time, you know, where you had to kind of summarize a whole bunch of data points, you know, whether it was, you know, a budget of equipment for deployment, things like that, looking at that data and kind of summarizing it just to explain, you know, to this hiring manager that you can't just like build a spreadsheet, but you can look at that data and really tell a story from it. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think that's a good example. Okay, so the next one is conflict resolution. And again, I think that one's sort of like problem solving. People get a little bit stumped on this one because they don't want to come across as, you know, someone who's in an interview and who's talking badly about someone else. But this is a very important conflict um, or this is a very important soft skill to have because you can't be getting into conflicts with your coworkers. People don't see that too kindly, especially for someone um, who you don't necessarily see eye to eye with. You maybe have a different background than that person. If it's not someone with a military background, they might think that you're coming across aggressively. Um, I'm sure that happens all the time. So what do you think about this one and kind of how they can demonstrate that they have conflict resolution skills? Sure. I think another common interview question that lines up with conflict resolution is, you know, tell me about a time where you had a problem, you know, or you disagreed with a coworker or you didn't agree with what your manager was telling. Um, And conflict resolution doesn't have to be about being right or wrong. It doesn't have to be you winning that argument um, or being aggressive, like Megan said. It just has to be the ability to, you know, come up with a mutual solution that's for the best of the company. So being able to find that win-win opportunity is kind of what they're looking for there. Um, So, again, it goes back to just having those examples prepared, you know, thinking of a couple of different stories, situations, scenarios that you've been in in the workforce. Um, and how those are going to show that you have these conflict resolution skills, that you know how to solve a problem, that you can adapt and work with a team and communicate effectively. You just have to have examples because it's one thing to sit across from a manager and be like, I'm a great problem solver and I can adapt to anything. But it's another thing when you can actually give them stories and examples of you actually doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another thing this article mentions that I think is a really good point is that it basically says when it comes to soft skills, show, don't tell. So, for instance, um, we will talk about a little bit more um, kind of how you can demonstrate these on a resume and in an interview setting. But the key that they um, listed here in this article was just a couple of examples. So, for instance, if if you're going to be saying that you are a great communicator, um, say you have great 
written communication skills or something like that. You've got that on your resume. Well, then you have to make sure that there are no typos or anything like that in your resume or cover letter. And then kind of beyond that, if you want to show that you're credible in your communication skills, rather than just saying something very general like great oral communication skills, you could say how you actually use those oral communication skills. So did you give a presentation that persuaded somebody to do something? That's going to show more I guess really like like it says, show, don't tell. So it's going to be like you're proving that you did that versus that you're just saying that you have these skills. You're showing kind of the fruit of those skills as well. Yeah, you can put anything on your resume. You know, you can list that you are perfect at everything in the world. <laughs> if you can't back that up <laughs> with your, your interview and your examples and your experience, that resume doesn't mean anything at all. Yes, exactly. So – you know, kind of going along with what you just said, you can say anything you want about yourself. And some people, actually, I would say most people have kind of a blind spot when it comes to themselves and identifying weaknesses. But obviously, in your job search is a time where you do have to be kind of brutally honest with yourself and take inventory of things that you do well and things that you can improve on, because realistically, that's what's going to stand in the way of you getting a new job. So if you want to sit there with your head in the sand and act like, oh, I'm doing everything great. It's their problem. That's not going to get you anywhere. So when we're talking about soft skills, I wanted to also discuss how people can kind of, anyone who's listening to this and thinking, um, well, I think I'm good at all these things. How can they actually take inventory of the soft skills that they have and then identify those that they should work on? And so I did find a list on Glassdoor that kind of talks about how you can identify those skills. And they kind of recommend like making a list of some of the skills. And so they've got them all listed out anywhere from time management, teamwork, communication, and kind of going through those and seeing which ones resonate with you. Do you have any advice on this one? Yeah, I think when you're thinking about that, um, like Megan said, you kind of have to be brutally honest with yourself. Like you don't have to have every single soft skill that's on these lists. Um, what you do need to do is realize which ones you do have. Um, if you know that like you're not the best listener in a, in the world, don't say that's your your best soft skill. Don't advertise that. Um, what you should do is highlight the things you are good at. If you are the best time manager in the world, make sure that's on your resume and make sure you make it clear in the interview. Um, if you are, you know, great at performing under pressure, like you, you handle stress well and that's when you work best, make sure that's clear. So it's more about highlighting the things that you know you're really good at and can back up. You don't have to put the spotlight on the things that maybe you're not the best at. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, I think you can always ask people. I mean, most people have a coworker that they work with sure. pretty closely that they could just say like, hey, what do you think are my strengths? And, you know, like, what would you say are my strengths on this list? And maybe even ask them to provide an example, because it could be something that you never even thought of. Or, um, you know, maybe you just thought, well, I think everybody does this, but maybe everybody doesn't do that. And that's something that stands out about you. And so it's always worth, you know, running it by somebody else because of the fact that, like I said, sometimes we have blind spots when it comes to ourselves and identifying strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, and the article touches on this too, but I think one of the biggest things here is that the quality is more important than the quantity. So it doesn't matter if you list that you're good at 20 things if you're only good at 10 of them. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, you want to kind of make sure that you actually possess those soft skills and that they match up with what that employer is looking for. Um, you don't want to go on and on about how you're so good at X, Y, and Z if those aren't the things that are going to be important to that role. So you really kind of have to narrow it down, um, you know, to the position that you're, you know, targeting as well. Mm-hmm. And identifying and, you know, taking inventory of your soft skills is just really the first part. But when we talk about also how can you improve the soft skills, because you can, you know, like I mentioned earlier, hard skills are more quantifiable and there's something that you can say, oh, I got better at this and here's proof of how I got better. Like, for instance, say you take a keyboarding class or something and say, well, this used to be my word per minute and now it's this. So you can really show how much better you've gotten at something with soft skills. It's a little bit more challenging, but there still are ways that you can improve them. And so a couple of ways could be taking an online course, getting feedback from others, like we mentioned. Um, a career coach could be one thing, which I think kind of sounds intimidating, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be um, necessarily a coach. It could be a mentor or somebody that you look up to, whether it's from the military or um, a different organization like American Corporate Partners or something like that. And then, of course, practicing. So the same way that we tell people they should practice for an interview, um, they can sit down and practice with a friend and decide where their soft skills are going to come into play, whether it's going to be asking for a raise or promotion, whatever the case may be, they can practice that situation ahead of time and see maybe were their communication skills lacking, um, did they seem insecure when they were doing it, and kind of pinpoint those soft skills that they can improve on. Yeah, and I think that's right. And of those, you know, couple of ways that you can improve, um, I think the best one there is to practice with a friend. You know, not that you can't get a career coach or take an online course in, you know, negotiating and, and you know, things like that. But, um, you know, practicing with a friend, a colleague, somebody that you trust, um, I think that's kind of the best way to do it. And we even suggest that when you've got an interview coming up, like do a mock interview with your uh, with a, a friend or um, I always joke if you, you know, you want to practice your little tell me about yourself to look in the mirror and do it or do it with your dog or do it with your five-year-old who's just going to laugh at you regardless. <laughs> um, it's just saying it, you know, sitting down and, and talking it out will really help improve your confidence in an interview as well. Yes, definitely. Now, when we go back to how do I display this on my resume, because I think that that's something that everyone kind of knows to put their hard skills, of course, on their resume and put anything that's going to be quantifiable, because obviously that does matter. But these soft skills, it's important to include those as well, especially those that are going to be important for the job. So I wanted to get your input on, you know, just basics on resumes. I know you work with candidates on the resumes all the time. Is this something that you work with them on making sure that they include on their resume? And is there anything that you want to call out about, whether it's keywords or specific skills, but like a way that they should word them on their resume? Is there any type of advice or guidance that you could give us here? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we see a lot with resumes um, is that you've got like a, a keyword section at the top. Um, you know, you've got your, your contact info and then keyword section. And you just put like random bullet points that say goal-oriented, team player, friendly, you know, great communicator. And that's exactly what we're talking about when we say you don't just want to list things to list them. Because when a manager reads that, that means nothing to them because 
everybody puts it on their resume. So what's really important is, you know, do your quality thinking. Think about the ones you want to identify the most, the things that you are truly the best at that you know that employer is looking for. So then when you come to your resume, you want to integrate those soft skills into the bullet points of, you know, what you did in that job. So, you know, maybe it's a hard number because, you know, you negotiated a deal that saved X amount of dollars. Um, or you can say something like, um, you know, I delivered or I increased revenue this much percentage by doing this process and solving this problem and just giving them something to kind of quantify it. Um, you know, like I said, you can put any keyword on your resume, but you really need to have a story that you can convey in the interview and something on your resume that kind of backs up what you're saying about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think with the resume, it's a little bit harder to get it across, but definitely not impossible. Um, so I want to talk about when you're in the interview setting, because I think that's when you really can convey what what soft skills are, you know, important and why they would align well with that organization, especially if you're doing your research ahead of time, like you should be doing on the job and the company, you can kind of tell like what is important to this organization and how do my skills align with that based on, you know, the inventory that you took earlier and the skills that you've selected that are kind of your top soft skills. So in an interview, I think, and you probably see this all the time, Sam, is when, you know, say a candidate might be the runner-up for a job. So they're perfectly qualified. The company liked them enough, but they were not necessarily the star, like, standout candidate. And I think a lot of time that comes down to um, a misalignment of values or even, like, ability, which could come back to the soft skills. And I think candidates get frustrated because, they don't feel like they have an actual answer. You know, why wasn't I the one that was chosen? I know I was qualified. It seemed like it went well. Mm -hmm. There just kind of wasn't that, um, I guess, the spark that they would say that this is the person that we want to work with. Do you see that a lot? We do. Um, And I think that's something, and that's a lot of times where the soft skills come into play. When, you know, somebody interviews two people and they both, you know, meet all the requirements for the role, a lot of times it just comes down to that connection, that spark that you said. Um, we always kind of refer to an interview as like a first date. Um, you know, you have to have that initial connection to move forward to the next step or the next interview. Um, and I think in this case, you know, it's those soft skills, it's the communication, it's being able to explain those things. So even though you check all the boxes and you know you have that experience, you have to convey these things in your interview. Um, you have to make it clear. Um, and that's one, you know, real benefit of working with an Orion recruiter. Usually we had some insight into that company and that hiring manager and like, what it is they're really looking for. Um, so we'll prep you, you know, specific to that interview. Hey, this manager is really going to, he's going to ask you X, Y, Z questions, but he's really going to want a good example of how you did this, how your time management skills help the best. Um, so, you know, talk to your recruiter, do those specific questions um, so that you're going into that interview with, you know, your, your best shot. Mm-hmm. And I think the key is, like you said before, about using the STAR format is just knowing how to convey these stories because you don't want to go into an interview and just toss around cliches and say, well, I'm a team player and I, I work well with other people without actually having, you know, legitimate examples to back those things up because otherwise anyone can say that and they're not going to know based on your resume or based on an interview if those things are actually true. So it's really just being prepared to be able to go in there and have specific stories that you've 
already discussed and practiced in your own mind and yet perhaps discuss with your recruiter and just make sure that it's something that you guys have talked about and that you're comfortable sharing those examples and that those are the ones that are going to put you in the best light. Yeah, absolutely. Spot on, Megan. Awesome. Okay, so speaking of interviews, I, we touched on this a little bit, but I do want to talk about some of the questions that might be asked during an interview. And um, these are just related to soft skills. So a question that might be asked and what they're really trying to get at and how they're trying to gauge your soft skills. And so I've got a list, and this is also from LinkedIn, so kind of circling back since this was sort of the point of the whole podcast was because of the you know LinkedIn article that came out with just talking about the soft skills gap. So I thought that these were some good questions that they came out with. And actually, this is really geared toward employers. And so it's kind of giving candidates insight on hey, if you're asked these questions, this is what they're really trying to get at. And so number one on this list is adaptability. And we talked about this before, but one of the interview questions that employers will use and that LinkedIn's recommending they use to gauge the skill is tell me about a time when you were asked to do something you'd never done before. How did you react or what did you learn? So you know, given that, do you have any kind of input on, you know, the best way that someone should answer or um, anything that they might want to highlight when they feel like someone might be assessing their adaptability skills? Yeah, I think this is probably one of the most common questions um, and one of the most important things that a hiring manager looks for. Um, somebody who's adaptable is going to be, you know, one of your best hires. Not only are they going to come into that role and be able to do the job, but it usually means they're going to have the ability to grow and move into different roles at the company, both as, you know, they grow, as the company changes. So somebody who's adaptable is a, is a good hire. Um, so they're going to ask that question, you know, to tell you about a time to get some insight into how you've approached doing something new. And I think in the military, this is something that, that happens a lot, whether you're a military officer in a leadership role and, you know, a problem comes up and, you're, you know, you're told to do something you've never done before and maybe don't know how to do. So it's all about did you did you accept that challenge? Did you figure it out? Did you get scared? Did you back down? Um, so how you're going to, you know, react to it is really important. Um, I'd say it's one of the most critical soft skills you can have. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I think is interesting from this article is that um, a manager that they got some input from said that they like to actually do a test on the candidates to see how they adapt. So whether that's interrupting the interview or, you know, doing something kind of, I guess, to like really throw a wrench in it and just see how the candidates react. And I don't think that's probably really not that common because, I mean, I, most managers have limited time for interviews, so I don't think they're right. sitting around thinking of ways they can prolong <laughs> it. <laughs> so I don't think that happens very often, but I guess it would be something that, of course, while while you're on site. <laughs> exactly. While you're on site or if you're interviewing at a conference, for instance, at conferences, you know, a company is going to be interviewing multiple people. So there's going to be someone that's interviewing right before you say that interview runs over. I mean, you obviously don't want to act like you're annoyed by it or like lose your cool over it because that's obviously going to make you look bad from the get-go. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, so the second one is culture fit. Obviously, this is huge. Every company wants to see if someone's a culture fit because like you said, it's like a first date. You're kind of seeing if there's that spark there and if you want to work with this person for, you know, the long haul and hopefully 
anyone who goes in an interview, they're hoping to hire someone that's going to be with the company for the long haul because they don't want to keep replacing this person. So they're really looking for the culture fit. And one of the questions here is, what are the three things that are most important to you in a job? So do you have any input on this or any advice for answering a question like this? Yeah, like Megan said, um, you know, employers want to buy, want to hire people who they know are going to be a good fit for their team. Um, that's going to lead to job satisfaction, better job performance. So they want to make sure you're going to mesh well before they hire you. Um, so when they ask that, like, what's most important to you, um, it's probably not the time to say things like, oh, how much is health insurance? That's important to me. Or how many holidays do you have? You know, you don't want to go down that route. You want to think, um, you know, about what's most important to you in a job, and you want your answer to kind of line up with your company values. So, um, you know, you just want to make sure that if it's important to you that there's a really good, you know, team environment and they do, you know, team outings, you know, that's something that's important to you, that's something to share. If you want a company that's going to, you know, allow the team time to go volunteer at charities, that's the type of thing to share. So it's really just kind of piecing those things together. Um, you know, if your if long-term growth potential is important, that's a good example. So just try to stay focused on kind of those big picture, higher level important things versus like little nitty gritty details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's good. You don't want to come in with a what's in it for me type of attitude or ask questions that would be seen as um kind of irrelevant, I guess. Like you don't want to come in and ask questions that you're almost like getting ahead of yourself. Like how many vacation right. days do you have? <laughs> Things like that. Yeah, okay. exactly. So the next one is collaboration. We talked about this one, the importance of displaying um, teamwork qualities, because that's something that's obviously a soft skill that is very desired. So a question that you might be asked is give an example of when you had to work with someone who was difficult to get along with. How did you handle interactions with that person? And I think that goes back to what I was saying just a few minutes ago about the tricky questions like this are ones that you don't want to be negative. You don't want to be seen as somebody who doesn't get along with people and things like that. But inevitably, this is always a question that seems to be asked during interviews. So what type of advice do you have for this one? Yeah, this just goes back to having some good examples, some good stories um, of conflict, kind of goes back to that conflict resolution. You know, if you're working with somebody difficult, um, usually there's probably a little conflict. Um, and so answering this question gives that manager insight into how you handle difficult situations as well as your emotional intelligence. So are you able to, to be mature? And, you know, even if you have to go home and complain about it later <laughs> in that moment, are you able to be mature and handle the situation? Um, you know, that's going to let them know how you work with others. Um, you know, are you able to overcome adversity and just really make sure, um, you know, teamwork is huge. Collaboration is going to be enormous. In my role here, you know, at this hiring conference, I was just at, luckily, you know, he's not a difficult person to work with, but I had to work directly alongside another recruiter to run this event. Um, and so there were certainly times where we need to make sure that we were on the same page and that agreed with everything, because that's just going to be so important to the company as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so the next one is leadership. And that's one that I think we always kind of say military candidates are great leaders. And uh, again, most of them are. So this is something that I think we can confidently stand behind. But one of the questions that you might be asked to gauge your leadership abilities is tell me about the last time something significant did not go according to plan at work. What was your role and what was the outcome? I think this is a, actually a really good question to gauge leadership because it kind of also ties in other elements like 
conflict resolution and things like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's actually a great question. Um, it's kind of easy to be a leader when everything's going well <laughs> and everything is uh, going according to plan and everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. But when things aren't going on plan or things aren't going well, it's harder to be a leader in that time. So companies, when they're asking you this question, they want to know, like, did you come up with a solution, you know, to rectify that problem? Were you responsible for the failure or the success of that problem? Um, and it's okay if something failed, but did you own that failure or did you blame it on somebody else? Um, you know, if you made a mistake or there's a setback, how you handle it says way more about your leadership skills than actually making a mistake. You know, it's going to happen. Everybody makes them um, at home, at work, everywhere. So it's more about, you know, in this sense, how you handled um, that failure, that mistake, what you did to solve the problem. Um, and, you know, how you worked alongside and presented it to your team. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's good because everyone, like you said, everyone knows that there are going to be setbacks. That's just part of life. It's just really how did you recover from that that's going to show your leadership skills. So number five on the list is growth potential. And um, a question that they might ask you to gauge this is recall a time when your manager was unavailable when a problem arose. How did you handle the situation? And then who did you consult with? And like I said, every girl and pretty much who's in an interview setting is going into that hoping that this hire that they make is going to be around for a while and have that potential to grow versus, you know, hiring them and then three months later they leave. So what advice do you have for really showcasing your ability to kind of work beyond your rank and then also um, your ability just to grow within that company? I think this is a, a great question for a military veteran. I think it's almost an easy one. Um, I think every time I've ever presented a question like this to a veteran, they've had a story and an example, if not a million of them, um, where something happened, there was a problem, and maybe it wasn't normally their responsibility. You know, it wasn't your specific job to solve that problem, but you had to, whether it was time sensitive and you didn't have time to get somebody else or your manager was unavailable, tied up doing something else. Um, think of a time when you had to work through that problem on your own without help. Um, did you figure it out? Did you ask another colleague for work? Did you find a different supervisor? Could you fix it without your supervisor? That shows that company that you are capable of taking charge and that you'll be able to grow in the company. Um, it, this article says that when an employee leaves a company, it costs that company one and a half times their salary to replace that person. Um, that's a lot of money. So these companies want people that they know can stay, you know, just like when you're a candidate in an interview, you know, you always, almost always say, I want growth potential. That's what I'm looking for. Well, companies are looking for that in you. Um, you know, it saves time, it saves money, and it just helps them really hire people that are going to stick around. So just having another example, another story prepared is going to be key for that type of question. Mm -hmm. And that's an interesting statistic, the one and a half times the employee salary. I've actually even heard up to 300% of the replaced employee salary. So it really kind of probably depends on the role. But regardless, that's a huge detriment to a company if they're having to replace, you know, constantly having to replace a certain position. So, of course, they want it as much as you want it. And like you said, you have to be able to kind of demonstrate your ability to grow and not just say, this is what I want, because of course everybody wants to grow, but you have to put in the work and be able to show um, proven history of success with that as well. Yep, exactly. 
Okay, so one that I think is very important soft skill is prioritization. Obviously, nobody really has a job where you go in and you do one thing all day and um, you don't have competing priorities. Nobody wants to hire someone who's sitting on their computer taking like BuzzFeed quizzes all day or anything like that. So in light of that, a question that they might ask you to gauge how well you're able to, to prioritize is, tell me about a time when you had to juggle several projects at the same time. How did you organize your time and what was the result? I think this one might be a little bit difficult to answer um, just because so many projects are very specific to that workplace and especially coming from the military. Um, you know, translating that experience. So I think this one might be a little bit challenging, but wanted to get your input on this one and kind of some advice you have for how to answer this and the best way to really showcase how you're able to prioritize things. Yeah, definitely, Megan. I think that's an important question. It's something that every manager is going to look for in a new hire. Um, they're going to ask that question because they want to see how you cope with a lot on your plate, if you can describe what steps you would take. It doesn't necessarily have to be something you did in the workplace. Um, you know, you don't want to go dive too deep into a personal personal situation. Um, but you can just talk about how you, you know, went to school full-time while also working full-time. Um, you know, maybe you were juggling some other priorities and just showing that, you know, you are able to kind of make a list, prioritize things, um, and make sure that you're getting the key things done so nothing falls through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Sam, just to kind of wrap this up, one other question I had for you. I'm wondering as a recruiter, if you see some jobs that it's more critical for candidates to have kind of a good grip on these soft skills versus others. Like I'm assuming for some tech jobs and um, certain jobs where hard skills are really going to be the determining factor. Do you think that there are other roles where soft skills are more important, or do you think across the board it's just something that managers are always looking for and prioritizing? Yeah, I, I think across the board it's pretty important. Um, if you're in a true hands-on maintenance technician role where you are, you know, kind of working by yourself all day long, um, you know, maybe the communication skills aren't as important, as important. maybe the collaboration isn't. But you're still going to have to prioritize your workload. You're still going to have to juggle different uh, deadlines, different, you know, maintenance timelines for preventative maintenance and things like that. So even in a technician role, I think it's important. Um, you know, a lot of our technician roles are field service to where you are out, you know, on job site. So you have to have the communication skills then. You know, you're, you're communicating. You're the face of the company. You're adapting on the spot. Um, and then, of course, any leadership role, you know, project management, operations manager, where you're leading a team of people, probably in those roles you need soft skills a little bit more than others, but I think it's just important across the board in pretty much any job. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a good point is just knowing um, what type of position you're going after, what type of industry, things like that. Um, and that's like a lot of times you can figure that out before, you know, the job interview is like, what is, what's going to be important in this particular situation and how can I highlight that? And so just going back to everything we've talked about today, it's just, they're important across the board. It's just knowing which ones are going to be the most important in your particular situation. Right. You can't treat every interview the same. Um, you know, it, it's okay to have one general resume. It's okay to have resumes that are targeted to different industries. Um, you know, either way, but when you get into an interview, you just can't treat two interviews for two different types of jobs the same. You have to have different examples and different answers prepared for what aligns best with that position and what that company needs. 
Definitely. Well, Sam, thank you so much for joining today and for sharing the success story about conference. I'm glad that everything went well and we look forward to hearing more from that candidate as well. And um, yeah, I hope everybody thought this podcast was insightful. You can look up tons of different statistics on soft skills and why they're important to managers if you don't believe us or if you think that we emphasized it a little bit too much. Don't take our word for it. You can look up plenty of things that kind of back up what we're talking about and why it's so important. So Sam, thanks again for um, joining me and thanks for providing all the valuable insight that you did today. Yeah, absolutely. I hope it helped. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond, so make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.